2: You
3: you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been
4: trying to make an urgent phone call up there.
2: I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You gotta make some phone calls. Hang up the phone, prank caller, prank caller! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PackerNet After Dark. This is in fact the call-in show of the PackerNet Podcast Network. I'm so glad you could join me today. If you'd like to call in, please do so. The phone number to call in is six zero eight five zero one zero seven one eight. New callers go directly to the front of the line. I'm scouring here, but I do not see any new callers. That's fine. That's fine. When you're ready, you call in. Seth, get us started, man. Hey,
3: Pack Daddy, what up? What up? Uh, this is Seth. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Tom Brady.
2: Google <laughs> this transcription is wild, man. Hey, you, Pack Daddy. What up this A word question mark? That's what I just read and I'm like, dude, Seth, what are we doing here today?
3: I mean, uh, since he's retired and uh hopefully uh nobody gets put on blast for this, but
1: uh,
3: I just want to look at the the argument for him, you know, being called the goat. Right. Um, I um and, and kind of where I'm going with this is m- from a Packers perspective, if you put Aaron Rodgers on all those Patriots teams, do you think he'd have the same or more Super Bowls? I do. Um, Rodgers has more MVPs, so I don't know. You were uh, talking about uh, comparing Rodgers to like Mahomes as well, and um, on uh, one of the podcasts, and, um, just uh, today or yesterday. Yeah. And um, I think Super Bowls are important, but it's a uh, it's a team sport, right. so I think MVPs are. Probably equally as important. So I don't know. Maybe we uh, use just whoever has the most Super Bowls plus MVPs best, or that's how we rank, or some combination of those things. Uh, I don't want to get too comp- too complicated with to it. Just just uh, just for having fun and seeing who we think is the best. But I don't I don't know. I don't know that Tom Brady is actually uh, the greatest of all time. Um, he definitely does have some clutch team, but man, some of the Super Bowls they won, he didn't play well. They scored, you know, 14 points. Their defense, special teams, won the game. So we can't also don't want to give him too much credit. So I don't know. If you could take one quarterback to start a franchise with, they're all uh, rookies. You know how good they're going to be from the history of the NFL. Who are you taking? Brady, Rodgers, somebody else. Um, yeah, let me know what you're thinking. I, I really
2: think it's a it's a tough question. Um, I used to be all the way on Team Rogers. I thought anybody that said Brady was a better quarterback was an idiot. And um I think it's because I, I largely looked at it kind of how where you're coming from, and that is he's a better thrower of the football, and being a quarterback means throwing the football, so Rodgers is clearly better. I used to talk all the time about have you ever watched a Tom Brady highlight video? It's the most boring video you've ever seen. The but the best throw that Tom Brady makes is is the most It probably doesn't even make an Aaron Rodgers highlight video. Um, And so what we know is Aaron Rodgers is a better thrower of the ball. I don't think anybody would dispute that. Tom Brady has won more championships. Nobody would dispute that. He's had more success. I think the thing that has kind of turned my opinion slightly is, is there more to being a quarterback than just throwing a football? Um. You know, for example, tenacity. Tom Brady and his unbreakable will and his desire. And you know, when, when you see that team come back, there's no question. It's not just Bill Belichick is a great play caller, and they and he had good defenses. You know, and, and I know Rodgers had some good runs with him when there's two minutes on the on the clock, him and Devontae or him and Jordy or whatever. They're they're gonna they're gonna get down the field, but it just seems like there was nobody quite like Brady and the Patriots when it came down to just he will not being denied. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no doubt this guy will not stop. He he is the most tenacious person ever. You know, there's leadership, and I don't know that Tom Brady's necessarily a good leader. I'm guessing he's not. I think he's kind of similar to Aaron Rodgers in that it's, you know, I'm going to do my job and I expect you to do yours, but you do see him being much more vocal. He's... Going up and down the sidelines screaming at people. You know, he's he's headbutting people and going wild and doing all this crazy stuff. And Rogers is much more uh reserved and and just kinda stands there with this look on his face, like, whatever, I'll, you know, I guess I'll I'll I got this. Um so I th- I I guess that would be the question. Is there sort of in those more indefinable, undefinable qualities, is there something there? I'd be nervous to take Rogers because we've seen Rogers and we've seen Rogers with great. With with a lot more talent than Brady's had. I mean, let's be completely honest. Yes, Brady's had the defenses, but Rodgers has had the offenses. Rodgers has had as good or better offensive lines, as significantly better wide receivers. Yes, he had Rob Gronkowski, and that's cool, but um the wide receivers have been out of control. So, I mean, you, you would have to look at that and, and weigh that i mean if you if you strictly want a guy that with unbelievable arm talent i think that you have a very good chance of of rolling the dice with rodgers i mean you've got mahomes you've got you know i don't know marino or something um, you've got options and rodgers is high on that list but but you know is there something to it yes it's a team sport but you ask the question if you put rodgers on those teams do they win i don't know i really don't know you know, and and I think when, when Brady left the New England Patriots and went to Tampa Bay and New England went to zero and Tampa almost immediately won a Super Bowl and Tampa began to look a lot like the Patriots, suddenly you're looking at it going, it's getting real hard to just sit here and say it's all Bill Belichick and it's all the Patriots and it's just because he had these good defenses. Granted, he had another good defense, but a lot of guys have good defenses and they don't just go and win Super Bowls. Um. So yeah, it's I think it's harder to define, and it's certainly easy to say that Rodgers is a better thrower of the football, but I don't know that I'm at the point now where I used to be, which is thrower of the football equals great quarterback, because there's more to it than that, um, I I believe. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question, but I, I tend to, at this point, just bow down to Brady as the GOAT, because of the amount of things that he has accomplished, even in a, in, in a team sport, Doing it for two teams and and just being undeniable, especially at the age that he's at, every single year you look at it and go, "There's no way." And that, that's the other thing in this discussion. Again, he is, he has had great defenses, but how many times did we look at his team and go, "This this team's not going anywhere." They lost all their wide receivers. This team sucks, and they go on to win a Super Bowl. It just just will not be denied. So, I kind of conceded that I don't like it. I hate it. But I also just got to the point where I didn't care anymore. I was like, fine, he's the GOAT. I don't care. It is what it is. And especially now that Rodgers is just getting kind of buried in this conversation. Um, Pat Mahomes is now seen as just as good of a thrower, if not better, than Aaron Rodgers. And he has two Super Bowls already. And the guy's been to a playoff. He's been to the Super Bowl a bunch of times, like three times in, what, five years, for crying out loud. Um, So he's already going to be ahead of Rodgers, even just having very briefly been in the NFL. And that's just going to continue to happen. Just like Favre with all his records continually getting broken one after another. It is what it is. There's nothing I can really do about that.
3: Hey, Ryan, it's Seth again. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes a little bit. All right. Um, so he's definitely really good, obviously, in a VP, two Super Bowls, and he's, what, like 28 or something. Like um, is he that old? I am, uh, Maybe. you know, trying to stack him up um, against the other greats um specifically let's compare him to Rodgers you know and you watch Mahomes now versus Rodgers like 2010-2011 just watching them throw the football throw all stats out the window, Super Bowls MVPs all of that um I have to say I think Rodgers looks like the more naturally talented player you know at the end their prime um however there's more to it than that and uh one thing I will say I think Mahomes definitely has over Rodgers is I think he's definitely the better leader. So it's a fun uh, fun thing to think through, a fun argument to have.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. And then I have this on the back of my mind. I know I've been pushing the Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers thing just like everybody else has, but, hey, I can't quit thinking about it. So uh, another reason to play Jordan Love is could he suck? Yes. But could he be the next Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Right. And uh, likely he'll land somewhere in between there, but um, I think you just at some point you got to take a chance to see what you have because nobody nobody early on thought the Holmes was going to be this good. It's not like everybody knew it. He went tenth right. overall, not first, and uh, he didn't even start right away. So I don't know. I think we uh, think we kind of forget where he started in this query. You know, um, maybe Jordan Love is going to be that next guy, and uh, I think we have to take a chance to find out. All right, talk to you later.
2: And I think that's the. Imp- important part to think about you know if you say that um you know Jordan Love is going to be the next Pat Mahomes because there were those comps or whatever people are going to roll their eyes and go give me a break nobody is Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers like that doesn't happen right but weren't people saying that about Pat Mahomes like if you compare Pat Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers people roll their eyes like oh here we go with the Aaron Rodgers comps everybody's Aaron Rodgers all the time rah, rah, rah. hilariously look there's an article here you can go find it if you're interested By the way, they have Patrick Mahomes listed as the 7th best quarterback in uh, college. College football's top 10 quarterbacks and their counterparts. And so if you scroll all the way down here, you've got Deshaun Watson, who is compared to Marcus Mariota. Baker Mayfield's the 2nd best quarterback. He was compared to Drew Brees. JT Barrett compared to Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Chad Kelly compared to Jay Cutler. Uh, the fifth best quarterback, Seth Russell, compared to Geno Smith. Greg Ward, compared to Denard or Antoine randall L. That's interesting. And then finally, number seven, Patrick Mahomes out of Texas Tech, compared to Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes has the potential to shoot up NFL draft boards in the coming months as he leads Cliff Kingberry's offense at Texas Tech. When he sees Mahomes' ridiculous arm strength, confidence in the pocket, and tendency to pull off something completely unexpected, Kingsbury sees a lot of Green Bay Packers star Aaron Rodgers. I just saw those plays watching Aaron Rodgers play. He'll do that no-look stuff, and Pat's kind of working that into the games in some areas, Kingsbury said. He's a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan, so just wanted to put it out there. According to DuPont, Mahomes grew up a Packers fan and tries to model some of his game after Rodgers. They both have incredible arm talent and a gunslinger mentality, and they're not too far off in size. All right. So it it sounds like well everybody kind of knew back then. You he they they had him as the seventh best quarterback. So the point is th- these these are seen as sort of these ridiculous. You know, you always compare them to the best of the best type things. You know, you, you take the attributes and you say if this is at its best, who would it be? But Pat Mahomes was seen as sort of a poor man's Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is seen as a poor man's Pat Mahomes. Another funny article here. Um, funny just because of how crazy the swings and comparisons are. Um, this is from UPI, whatever that is. But Patrick Mahomes draws comparisons to Aaron Rodgers. The other comparisons, though, in this list, Ben Roethlisberger and Jay Cutler. Can you imagine just being like, dude, he's like Aaron Rodgers. Like, are you serious? Yeah, like Rodgers. Or maybe like Jay Cutler. Kind of like one of those guys. Like, well, that that's a that's a big difference. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, Ben Roethlisberger, too. Like, what? 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 Those I, I get kind of the first two, but what? how did... What, uh, okay. Then the final paragraph says, Mahomes has worked out for the Cleveland Browns, the LA Chargers, Arizona Cardinals, New Orleans Saints, and also met with the 49ers. He has drawn additional comparisons to John Elway, Colin Kaepernick, and Brett Favre. Like, oh, so just everybody, then. We're just saying everybody. Got it. By the way, the article talked also about the fact that he used to be... He's flying up the boards... He was a second round pick, but is getting his way into the first round. Pat Mahomes is the most extraordinary boom or bust prospect in the 2017 NFL draft, which is exactly, I think it was NFL.com, said about Jordan Love. I think I read it on this podcast when I was talking about what's it gonna take and was reading some of the stuff. One of the comments was massive boom or bust prospect. Charlie Campbell over at Walter Football. Derek Carr, Jay Cutler. So again, the the, the point being, even back then. It was one of those things where it's like, yeah, there, there's some really high-level comparisons, but there's also some not-so-much comparisons. And there's the fact that he was kind of a second-ish-round prospect that later became sort of a first-ish-round prospect. What is the difference? And again, the, the, the notion that everybody knew Pat Mahomes was going to be the next Aaron Rodgers, and that was just a given. Really, he, he was, what, the fourth quarterback taken in the mid-first mid round? Was seen as a second-round prospect up until like the draft came around? And people were shocked that the Chiefs traded up for this guy. I'm not saying that has to mean Jordan Love is Pat Mahomes, but the point is Pat Mahomes was given Aaron Rodgers comps and that was seen as kind of silly. That was sort of pie in the sky, like, you know, best case scenario. Yeah, he's kind of like got some of that Aaron Rodgers in him, but I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. That's the same thing we're doing with Jordan Love. And to your point, doesn't it scare anybody that we're kind of just like, nah, maybe he leaves, maybe he stays, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll just play with Aaron Rodgers for a while and take on a massive cap hit. think it's 105 million over two years or whatever like no big deal as a cap hit for a quarterback that's not here kind of thing i'm talking 2024 and 2025 we have to eat that and this guy that that drew comparisons to pat mahomes uh is just gonna leave and we're just like oh yeah maybe that could be an option we'll see how it goes like okay might might be a terrible idea too but i don't know
1: Hey, Baghdaddy, Daddy, it's uh Jersey <clears throat> Mike. Hey, on the way home, listening to the, the podcast, uh, and I I'm, I'm lost here. All right, but it seems like you're saying that uh that losing Rogers is gonna make the Packers irrelevant. In which case, I say, saw. Uh, I don't even know if that's the right freaking phrase, but what?
2: Good riddance, maybe?
1: Poop. That is right there, dog and dookie. Jordan Love is going to turn the frick around and make everybody regret ever talking any kind of issue about it. I I, hope so. I'm I'm about it. I'm 100% about it. This, This kid, Jordan Love, if Rodgers gets traded or something else happens, Jordan Love is the starter of the Green Bay Packers, he is going to annihilate those
4: people. I am that
1: confident. I don't care how little we've seen of the guy. I don't care how little we know about the guy. I, I don't care about any of it. I believe that Brian Goodrick. And Matt LaFleur knew what the heck they were doing when they drafted love. Just like they knew what they were doing when all of the good was happening for this football team with, with, with moms, right? Gordon Clinton was picking up free agents who were washed up. Darius Smith, Adrian Amos, and, and freaking Preston. And what happened? Who? All-stars. Pro bowl Come more. You don't believe in this team. That's your fault. <laughs> I'm going to just say that. This team is going to be the talk of the town. You just watch. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, and it has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. If anything, we're going to go to next height, and all they're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers when he leaves the Packers is, man, you should have stayed in Green Bay, and you should have listened to LeFleur. Could you imagine how many more Super Bowls you would have had if Aaron Rodgers just would have played within the system? I'm... Bookmarking it right now. Hot cake, Don't give a crap. That's going to be the headlines next season if Aaron Rodgers indeed goes to the New York Jets and we got Jordan Love starting. Anyway, let
2: me go back up. Well, I want to start off by saying it was a dream. So you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the the big oversight that I had is the fact that the media is never going to go away because. Not because they like Jordan Love, because they don't. And you're right. If he tears it up, then they will immediately... big. Be, be, couple things that are just occurring to me, I guess. Number one, they're going to want to constantly draw comparisons between... Here's Jordan... The same thing they did with Devontae. Back when Devontae had so many yards, and um, he had more yards than our entire wide receiving. And then as soon as that wasn't the case anymore, and Devontae had some really bad weeks, everybody shut up about it. But they're going to want to do that comparison. How's Jordan Love doing compared to Aaron Rodgers? And that's going to be the thing, at least for a year. Um, the heck was the other thing? Oh, uh, the the other thing that I guess I kind of overlooked that is potentially a thing is I think I'm kind of torn because on one hand, the media really hated the Green Bay Packers, hates the Green Bay Packers, doesn't seem to like them very much, um, and really, really hated the the pick of. Jordan Love. So on one hand, you're, you you got a lot of people that seem to want him to fail so they could say, see, I told you that was such a stupid pick, you should have taken T. Higgins. On the other hand, I think there's a lot that would revel in the fact that Rodgers is replaced and is, and this guy's doing better than Rodgers. I think they would love that. They they might split themselves into two camps. Um, it's an easy decision for those that don't hate Rodgers and those that don't hate Love and the organization. It's very easy to pick what side you want to fall on. But uh, the rest of them, they're just going to have to pick a team and and rock with it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if Jordan Love tears it up, then we're right back in the race. No big deal. But I kind of was just talking about like all the, all the I mean, it's just constant drama with Rodgers, specifically, that is all going away and it's going to have nothing to do with this anymore. You know, when they talk about like Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, because that's the other thing. When Rodgers goes on the Pat McAfee show, we're talking about the Packers. And they don't actually care about the Packers. There is one guy that's a Packer fan, but they're talking about Rodgers, and Rodgers happens to be talking about, so so if you want to so like, tell us about Christian Watson, tell us about this, now it's going to be tell us about this Jets rookie. Tell us about, they don't want to talk about us anymore. Nobody cares. They've all moved on. That's the part that's like, oh, man, what about what about me? Do you miss me at all? Or, no? You just want to talk about the Jets? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're a Jet now. We should talk about the Jets. I get it. But yeah, you're right. If If, if the Packers win, then there will be people talking about us. That's true.
0: Hey Ryan, it's Nate. Hey. Um I wanted to call in because I'm a little confused. I don't really understand how how Rogers gets to play the victim when this is an environment he set up entirely on his own. I I'm not saying like this current situation, this specific, like what happened with him in the darkest r- retreat and them reporting on it, like how how that that's not necessarily his fault. But the environment that he's created breeds this kind of situation. So it is entirely his fault.
3: Well, mm, mm.
2: look, (laughs) it's like if I invite people over to my house and like we're having a party, we're having a good time, we got some pizza, we got some drinks, we're watching a football game and somebody gets drunk and pees on my carpet. I don't think it's fair to say, you invited this, these people here, it's your fault. You know what I mean? I, I mean maybe the drunk thing is, is to, if let's just say we're drinking Pepsi, and somebody's like, I gotta go, and then they pee their pants, and it gets on my, car, on my couch, and it's like, what the heck are you doing? And it's like, well, hey, listen, hold on. You can't be having people over and then get upset when things don't go exactly the way you want. Like, no, 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 I can get upset about somebody peeing on my couch. Like I mean, I'm I'm being very inviting. Like you didn't take your shoes off. That's kind of douchey, but whatever. I just let you do it because I'll just you know I'll clean the rug or whatever. But dude, you you peed on my couch, bro. So I I don't buy it. You created this invite. What environment? Like he, he's just talking, and then people make stuff up about him. He's like, uh, nope, that's fake, and that's it. That's the whole thing. So. Does he breed an environment where people go crazy? And that's the other thing. Like, why, why does Rogers get blamed because other people are going nuts? That's, that's the other thing I don't understand. How is that his fault that he says, you know, like, hey, I'm going on a darkness retreat. And then for an entire week, everybody freaks out, everybody's losing their mind. And it's like, well, that's Rogers' fault. Rogers doesn't control everybody else's reaction. If everybody else wants to be like, that's weird, and then not talk about it, that's fine. That's entirely, but everybody's choosing to go psychotic about it. And then because it's big news, which is not his fault, there's a desire by people to want to break news, which again is not Roger's fault. That's the people who have this strong desire to want to get clicks. It's their fault based on their greed for more attention and more clicks. It's not Rogers that wants the attention. It's Ian Rappaport that wants the attention. So he gets somebody who doesn't know what he's talking about, who gives him information about something that's incorrect and it gets reported and it gets spun out of control because everybody chooses to do that. Um, and then Rogers comes back on Pat McAfee and McAfee's like, uh, so everybody reported you were going to be on a darkness retreat and you're here on my show. What's up? And he's like, and, and he just said exactly what I always say. Can you guys just freaking think for one second? Like, first of all, why are you guys going insane? What, what is your, like chill? (laughs) I mean, you don't. You don't have to listen to me. You can do whatever you want, but you sound kind of stupid going crazy. And then actually listen and read and pay attention and think about what makes sense and stop listening to people that tell you that they have a source because they actually don't. Um, you know stuff like that. And um, yeah, I don't. I I don't know why that would be Roger's fault. I mean, he he. It's true that he opens himself up to scrutiny, but he's not complaining about it. He's not saying, and I talk about this on tomorrow's podcast, he's not saying you can't talk about me. He's not saying I don't want attention, like, you know, don't look at me, don't talk to me, don't write articles about me. He's not saying that. He's not saying anything. But he is, he is saying, number one, if you're going to say something negative about me, I am going to respond like everybody else does. If you go on Twitter right now and post something and somebody says you're an idiot, you're going to respond. And then if somebody goes on Twitter right now and says, hey, Nate, um, Nate was out running around on his girlfriend, wife, whatever, and I saw him out at a bar yesterday and I feel like somebody should tell his wife and you saw that, you'd probably want to correct that. And then somebody coming along saying, hey, look, you can't just be on Twitter or being out at a bar and not expect this kind of attention. Like, that's on you. No, BS, dude. You freaking lied about me. I'm going to address it. So then it's like, he doesn't really say anything. He just talks like once a week, he kind of airs out what's going on in his life and then everybody's crazy and psychotic and lies about him and everything. He corrects them and then it's like, oh, how dare you 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 brought this on yourself. you don't have the right to correct anybody. Of course he does. Of course he does. They're blatantly lying about things and making things up. He has every right to correct them.
0: He's the one who chooses to give short little responses in his normal interviews. And then he uses the Pat McAfee show as his own media outlet, right. and he just says crazy shit on there to either troll the media or just to be himself. No, he's
2: just being himself, and and it's not even the crazy stuff necessarily that people. I mean, that that has nothing to do with anything. The fact that people are lying about or or making up or misreporting the dates or anything like that, and that's the other thing we're, we're conflating. Like, well, he's crazy. Well, that's that's a separate thing. He he does weird stuff. All right. That has nothing to do with the conversation, though. He's allowed to speak and say things like everybody else does all day long on social media, just airing out every single thought and feeling and emotion that they've ever had. And then Rogers does it once a week. We're talking about like 40 times a year, maybe. Or he'll go on the Pat McAfee show and say stuff. And it's like, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get the... I mean, if there's something specific he did wrong, fine, but it seems like there's always nothing specific. It's like, well, he's he's planning this and plotting this, and he's got this secret kind of code that he brain... Like, he has this telepathic thing where he forces people to do all these things, and, and I can't take accountability for myself. It's not my fault that I lied. It's Roger's fault. He made me do it by saying crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, this doesn't make any sense.
0: And then headlines come after that because, obviously, other people in the media watch the Pat McAfee show because they know that this is basically Aaron Rod, the Aaron Rodgers show.
2: Right. And that's on them. It has nothing to do with Rogers. That's on them. If they want to go report on it, that's fine. And Rogers has never said, you're not allowed to report anything I say.
0: It's, it's his media source at this point. Right. That's how he's been using it.
2: Right. So why does- Which again is, is completely fine. I don't really have a problem with it because my issue is you have the media this entire time that controls... Not only the information, but their biased information. And, and you've got, I, on the show tomorrow, Mike Florio. He flat out says when he started it, he wrote an article about it that was snarky. Why? Because he's a D-bag. And he got angry at Rogers for correcting this whole thing. Why? Because he doesn't want somebody to have the ability to respond. He wants to say, this is the way it is. He's weird. He's creepy. He probably smells bad. He's an idiot. He's the one in the wrong. And then that's it, because I, as the media member, am the final authority. And now Rogers has the ability to just come out and be like, yeah, that ain't true. And it's like, how dare you? Dude, He he's he's just saying things. And then when you say things that are wrong, he corrects you. And yeah, he's biased. It That's the thing. You got media people that hate him. Certain people that just hate him, and they're going to say stuff. And then Rogers is going to give his point of view. I, I, again, this is like it's the same thing with like news. You know, like how dare that other news channel exist? They have biased information. It's like, well, so do you? Yeah, but like it's just we shouldn't have like two though because we should just have one. Well, okay, so you just you just want one side? I don't understand this. Rogers is going to say things from his point of view because he's tired of having people set the narrative. He wants to be able to say things the way he sees it. And I think that's fair. Again, that's what everybody else does. Everybody else has a voice. And it's a biased voice, and it's a impartial or a partial voice or whatever. I don't know. And that's just what Roger... He just has a bigger megaphone, and good for him. Because players, I think, a lot of times take a lot of crap and have never really had the ability to clap back at some of these people. And it's been happening more and more, and it's good. Because a lot of times it's like, no, this... Who's that lady out in Cleveland or whatever who's saying stuff, and the the players out there can't stand her? And they're like, yeah, that ain't true, and they, can, they just correct her. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're going to speak about me, you better know what you're talking about or I'm going to correct you, and that's all Rodgers is doing.
0: You get to act surprised that he said something on the Pat McAfee show that got taken out of context and a bunch of people ran with it. That's what always happens because that's
2: how you set this up. See, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is this big conspiracy theory where Rogers made it happen. He didn't set it up so that somebody would choose to talk to an inside source that doesn't know what they're talking about and then misreport things. And then that blows up. And now there's this big thing. And again, he said, part of the issue with these things getting misreported is now that there's, now there's these expectations that there needs to be an answer, because that's another thing that got misreported that are are completely taken out of context by everybody else, which is not his fault. The fact that people don't have basic comprehension skills is not his fault the fact that he never said i'm going in there and will emerge immediately with an answer the fact that he never said i'm going in on monday or tuesday or anything like that that's not his fault and it's it's there's like this conspiracy theory mentality around rogers where we have to make everything his fault and the reason why i do things the reason why i can't understand it is because he's he's so like he says things in this weird cryptic way that makes me say things that are lies like <laughs> what no. That's that doesn't make sense.
0: Don't we'll get to play the victim and also be the instigator at the same time.
2: That he didn't instigate anything though. What did he instigate? He said I'm going on a darkness retreat for 4 days after the Super Bowl. And he talked about why he was doing it and that's it. He didn't instigate anything. Everybody else is responsible for their own behavior and their own reactions. Everybody else going on Twitter and just going and losing their minds because he's a weirdo. He's a freak. I hate this guy. And then everybody's clicking and clicking and they're writing articles and they're making stuff up and everybody's going insane about Aaron Rodgers and doing. And and this is why my entire podcast has been correcting things about like the trade because people are going psychotic. He's going to get traded. It's going to happen. Rodgers isn't responsible for this. Everybody being psychotic is responsible for being psychotic. People that get information wrong are responsible for the information that they got wrong. People who run with information and make assumptions based on information they don't have because they don't know how to think, that's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. The guy can't go on the show and say, hey, I'm going on a retreat in a you know after the Super Bowl and here's why, and then everybody else goes insane, and then we blame Rodgers. I mean... You're essentially doing what you're blaming Aaron Rodgers for. You're saying that he's the one that caused the problem and is playing the victim, and that's exactly opposite. Guys like Mike Florio are the ones that made the mistake and then are playing the victim. Guys that are out there in the media who are lying and going psychotic and everything else, they're the ones that are going insane and are desperate for clicks, and are desperate for the drama, and are desperate for the attention, and they go out and do all these things, and they overreact, and they make idiots of themselves, and then they get embarrassed when Rogers comes out and is like, no, you're an idiot, I never said that. And now they want to say that they're the victim. Like, well, you made me do this because you are cryptic in the way that you phrase your sentences, and nobody could possibly know how to think or reason. Like, obviously, I'm going to just make stuff up. Like, what do you expect me to do? That doesn't make sense, dude. Everybody else is responsible for what they. Rogers is responsible for what he did. What did he? Do? What did he do? You say things like he set this up. What did he specifically do that is immoral in Europe? And I, and, and and again, I don't even think playing the victim is the right way. He's setting the record straight, which unfor- and he doesn't even want to have to do that. He wants to go on and talk about like his Buddhist monk stuff, but he's got to spend the first half hour correcting people because everybody else is an idiot. That's not his fault. He didn't force anybody to go out and do stupid stupid people are choosing to do that on their own. And again, I know you said it's not particularly this issue, but I don't even know exactly what we're talking about. But again, just in general, he's not responsible for other people and how they act. Now, if Rogers were to say, um, I, I, I don't even know, I couldn't even necessarily get, I'm sure I've even complained about Rogers a couple of times in the way that he acts about certain things. Um, I, I can't think of a specific situation, but yeah, if he ever got to the point where he says, I'm tired of people talking about my business and it's business that you talk about publicly, which again, I can't think of an example of that, but that would be a time where it's like, no, sorry, you don't get to do that.
0: And that's just not how it works. You want to know the easiest way to get the media off your back and not have people start rumors. Don't go on the Pat McAfee show.
2: See, but I, that's, that's not fair. It's like telling women, you want to not get assaulted? Stop leaving your house. What do you expect, man? You can't be walking outside looking good and not have guys just come up and attack you. It's not fair to say you're, you have two options here, Rogers. You can go on the Pat McAfee show, and if you do, people will lie about you. They will make things up about you, and you have to shut your mouth. You cannot correct them. Or you're not allowed to go on, on, on shows anymore. Those are your two options. Or, from my perspective, F you— I'm going to go on the show, I'm going to say whatever I want, and if you lie about me, I'm going to call you a freaking idiot because you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about and I'm going to trash you to your face. And if you call me out and you don't know what you're talking about, I'm going to call you out. That's the third option. And you know what? He has every right to do that. And I don't understand the desire to defend people for doing things wrong based on the idea that the victim of the lie is somehow the perpetrator that forced people to lie about him? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Again, you're 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 claiming that he is the he's playing the victim when he's the perpetrator, and it's the exact opposite. I mean, you literally told him if you don't want people to do these things that they shouldn't be doing, then you should not be allowed to speak. That's kind of crazy.
0: It's that it is that simple. Like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to go on there and say crazy things. You don't. Or you don't have to go say what you're doing this weekend. You can just be dead silent all offseason. Or he
2: can just say whatever he wants and people can stop lying about him would be the other option.
0: Let them speculate. Let them make up their own things. And then beginning of the season, you can come on the Bad Max show and say all of that was fake.
2: I'm- but that doesn't make sense. What? So now he is allowed to, but he can only do it once a year. What, what does that accomplish? It doesn't fix anything. Just means he's going to have to spend, it's going to be after like a seven hour special where he comes out and says everything that was wrong this whole time. And then it's going to be like, well, why did you let it simmer for that long? He's like, I don't know, because Nate said, I can only do this once a year. I don't even understand what we're talking about anymore.
0: Never said anything. And then I would believe you, but I, I just, the way that he's been running things with the Pat McAfee show, I hate that he does it because this is the exact situation that it creates. And it's, over and over and over and then he acts so surprised that these media reports come out. Well, I'm surprised.
2: Have you listened to the podcast, Lisa? I'm 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 stunned at how stupid everybody is. All the time. They keep saying things that aren't true. So I'm I'm in complete understanding of where he's coming from on this. Because I also am looking at that. I said it on the podcast. I was like, wait, did did he even say what day it is? Why are we assuming that it's this week. And why are we assuming that he's going to have an answer right away? Like, it, it hit me that he never said that and we shouldn't assume that. And everybody continued to assume it and everything. And then Rogers comes out and he's like, yep, you shouldn't assume that. And I'm like, see, there you go. And then everybody gets offended. Like, how dare you correct me? Like, what are you talking about? Don't you want the correct information? I thought that was your job was to know the right information. And then somebody gives you, like, the actual source gives you real information and you're pissed because apparently we'd rather live in a world where the real information is not available to everybody but it's the the select information and that that's that's seems like where this is actually coming to this is why by the way i think media is mostly useless and i'm excited for the day when they are completely irrelevant because they're just a middleman and it becomes sort of like this uh, scientology thing where you know when you get to the higher levels you have the elevated knowledge like it just you, you, that's when you get revealed like the most knowledge and all that stuff you know And that's what it is. Like if you're at the apex of the media, you've climbed the ranks and you're the only one that holds the knowledge. You have the secret knowledge and everybody wants it and everybody envies it. And then you got the Jason Locke and Foras who are like trying to get up. They're like, I want to be to the top of the knowledge. I want to be the one who holds all the knowledge. And what does Rogers do? He pokes out and he's like, "Uh, tell you what, why don't I just step over you idiots? And I'm just going to tell them directly the truth. And then Ian and all these people are like, no, you can't do that. I must be the one with all the power. I'm the only one that can know the knowledge. And of course the knowledge is not real, right? That's like, we love the fake knowledge. And then when we get the actual information from the actual source, we're like, I freaking hate this guy. I don't understand. Do we, do we want to know what's going on or not? This is the same thing. Like with the, the trade thing that blows my mind, like people are making up fake things about this trade that are not true. And then I come out and I point out basic information about, uh, you guys know that they never said anything about a trade, that this is all speculation, and everybody got mad. What is this desire for the fake knowledge? I'm not even talking about you anymore, Nate. I'm on my own thing here, but I, I, don't, I don't understand this. Why is it such a bad thing for Rogers to give us the actual information? I thought that's what we were seeking after. It's almost like we just enjoy this game where we get to be like, oh, I wonder if, and oh, it'd be crazy. And oh, I heard a little something over here. Some guy talked about a tree and then it it spoke to me. And It's like, what? That's crazy. He's going to the Raiders according to a tree. And then like Rogers comes out and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to go over there. And it's like, oh, you ruin my fun, you idiot. We're trying to trying to have a game over here. Okay, but you're kind of lying about me. And I figured people wanted to know what's going on. So I'm going to set the record straight. It's like, oh, you're such an idiot, victim, loser. <laughs> what i don't get it i'm 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 not i'm not on i'm I'm with you 95 percent of the time nate i don't understand this one he's not saying he's a victim i mean the only thing he's a victim of is blatantly obviously true and i don't even think he's claiming the victim say he's just setting the record straight which we should all want i mean honest question would it be better if he went on the pat mcafee show or, or how about this? What if he skipped the Pat McAfee show because he wanted people to believe that he was on the retreat? Because if he went on the Pat McAfee show, then that would prove that Ian Rappaport was wrong and he doesn't want to do that. He wants these people who make things up that are not true to be proven right. And so he skipped the show and then went on his retreat later. And then when people are, are trying to call him and get a hold of him on you know Friday and Saturday, like, what the heck is this guy? He's still in a dark hole, but nobody knows. And then he emerges and he grabs his phone and he's like, hey, sorry, I was sleeping for two days. Like, I mean, is that what we want? We want him to just play along with the lie? Should he play along with like the hate and everything too? Why does everybody else get to stand up for themselves and have a voice, but Rogers needs to just shut his mouth and take the abuse and let people lie about him and not say anything? This, this, This doesn't make sense to me. And again, I'm not buying the idea that he he causes this to happen like this is that he's forced everybody to lie he's forced people to not know how to think he's forced people to make things up that don't make any sense no that's that's not the case and if somebody makes a mistake rogers corrects them they say my bad my information was false i apologize and everybody moves on i feel like that would be what happens in a normal functioning society so i i I just don't. I can't grasp it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know. Try Try again, Nate. What else you got hey, for Beck, me?
0: Hey, it's Nate. I uh, wanted to call, call in because I was listening to the episode today, um how you were talking about Jordan Love and how people never really thought it was a good pick. Um, I, 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 I mean, when it happened, I was a little surprised by the pick. But if we're going back and looking at that quarterback draft class, like. Jordan Love was taken in the first round of a pretty deep quarterback class. Yep. Not to mention, if Jordan Love was being taken in this draft class or if he was in this draft class with these quarterbacks, I he's probably the best quarterback right. in this class. I, I don't like any of the quarterbacks in this class, if we're yep. being honest. Um, you know, uh, like Bryce Young or whatever, I, I don't even keep them straight anymore because none of them really – really hit what I would want in a quarterback but like Jordan Love is probably better than all of them but because he was taken a couple of years ago and all the controversy around him everybody thinks he's like some late round pick but no no I, I think if he was in this class he would go a lot higher if not higher than all of the other quarterbacks even considering that he wasn't a small school guy maybe that's a hot take I don't know that's just uh, how I look at uh, this draft class this draft class is just completely Go
2: back, go. And I uh let me edit that quick before I lose. Anyways, there we go. Um I remember it must have been last year's class. I was thinking it was the year after Jordan Love was drafted, but there's no way because Trevor Lawrence was in that class. Um last year's class, which was really bad. Uh, but I still remember that everybody was talking like Jordan Love would easily be the number one quarterback in last year's draft. And I don't know I don't want to say I don't dis I I would agree with it probably on a personal level. I think if he was in this class um i don't know Bryce Young is really really loved as a with his athletic ability as well as his arm talent and all that um but i definitely think he'd be near the top like be, because again like you said if you look at that draft class and you know Joe Burrow and Tua and those and and that would be something else to think about is where does Tua Compare to Bryce Young. Because Tua was like the fifth best player on the board, the second best quarterback, and not by a lot. Herbert was right on his heels. Like, if if, if we're saying Tua was, let's say, better, then it's possible that it would have been, you know, Burrow, then Tua, then Herbert, then maybe Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, and then Love, maybe? Something like that? Maybe? But even even this class is weird because it's like some people think Will Levis is the best. Some people think it's Stroud. And then there's a a small contingent of people mostly online somewhere, but they're like, hey, what about Anthony Richardson? But I'll say this. Anthony Richardson is considered like the 16th best. Jordan Love blows that guy out of the water 10 times out of 10. As far, I mean, even even for a guy that was considered a prospect, uh, a project, he's not as big of a project as Anthony Richardson, even not having the... Athleticism. I, I would guess he's kind of in the Will Levis range if I had to, to guess. And, and I, I struggle to think he wouldn't be better. Because, again, you're, you're getting Pat Mahomes comps. Who in this draft class is getting Pat Mahomes comps? Bryce Young is freaking Kyler Murray. Jordan Love is like, even, even if you're saying he's a poor man's... Give me the poor man's uh, Pat Mahomes over a smaller Kyler Murray. So... I'm guessing if you asked people, they would say no way. He's he's maybe down here in the Anthony Richardson zone, but I uh, would shine. Last year he would have been easily number one. This year I think he's in the conversation. Um, probably somewhere in the top ten picks. And that also, you know, again, when when you have a deeper class of quarterbacks in general, but also of just players, the fact that Jordan Love went as late as he did, people shrug their shoulders and go, mm, whatever, who cares? But yeah, I mean, if, if you have a not-so-good class, you're suddenly looking at a guy that never would even... I don't think he'd make it to the Packers at 15 in this class. And it is context that's important. It's part of the reason why I say I think the Bears and teams in the top 10 or whatever are, are in a bad spot. Because if you're picking at 6 or 7, you're getting a guy that, you know, last year or two years ago, you could have got at 20. Draft classes are just different. Which, again, is part of the reason why I'm on Bijan. Cause it's like I don't want these late first round prospects at pick fifteen. Let's let's get the one true blue chipper in this class and be like, well, everybody else got trash, and or you know, like he's fine, but he's not, you know, he's not Joey Bosa. It's like I don't know what you guys are complaining about. We got Bijan freaking Robinson, dude, best running back prospect to come out in the last ten years. You guys didn't get anybody. It sucks to be you, man. I couldn't be us, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm back on board with you, Nate.
4: Hey, what's up, Ryan? This is Scott in Texas. What? Up? Uh, I'm just calling to discuss my opinions on racist war chance and the James Bradbury hold to the Super Bowl. Um, just- James
2: Bradbury? Oh, the hold on the Super Bowl, gotcha. Kidding,
4: of course. So, uh, Bob talked about Bijan John Robinson, <laughs> and one thing I think people are forgetting is that the Eagles have a total luxury pick in this draft at number 10, and what better way for Howie Roseman to just his awesome GMing and being like, Hey, you know, you guys, you like Hertz. You like Devontae Smith, Brown, yeah. Goddard. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to add Bijan now. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. All of you in the NFC have to deal with that. So, uh, I'm kind of assuming that there's a chance he may not even make it to the Packers. So I kind of was checking out some other running backs, mostly out of selfish dynasty, fantasy football needs, but sure. Um, curious if you've had a chance to check out Zach Charbonnet or Devin Achain from Texas A&M. Um, I like I like O'Chain a lot, but man, he just looks like all his highlights are just like wide open holes, and he's super fast. So it's like hard to really buy into what he could be other than kind of a scat back. But maybe he'll be off Eckler 2.0. Um, so
2: that was my biggest complaint watching Ezekiel Elliott when he came out. All of his big plays were just. Gaping holes everywhere, right? And go figure. He goes into the NFL with a elite offensive line and dominates. And as soon as the offensive line starts to fall apart, he's suddenly the second best
4: running back on his own team. Could be a nice way to uh throw a third depth on the running back chart behind Dylan and Jones if he sticks around. And then if Jones leaves, you got, you know, Dylan punching up the middle and then Ochain kind of running out to the sides and you and your receiving downs back. Could be pretty awesome. Yep. Um anyway just wondering your thoughts on that and then the other yeah Char- charbonnet to
2: me is he's aj dylan like he's a little smaller but he's a what is he 6'1 225 ish or something he's a 230 maybe he's a big dude um but kind of an upright runner power guy um not a huge fan but it is kind of exciting to think about you know dylan and charbonnet just from a you know take that kind of perspective especially if you add a big hulking tight end of the mix somehow or something. I think it could be kind of cool. A I did watch. I don't super remember. The one guy I haven't watched is Jameer Gibbs. And there are people who are thinking Jameer is up there in the Bijan realm, which is crazy because we're talking about Bijan being that good. Um, it just seems like something that wouldn't happen. Like if the Packers are going to do it, it's going to be at 15. And Gibbs obviously isn't going to fall to us in the second round. But, you know maybe the Packers take Jameer Gibbs in the first. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we trade back and end up with Gibbs. So I got to check him out because people are are absolutely drooling all over this guy. Um, yeah, but I, I do know I wasn't massively in love with either of them. Uh, I don't super remember Achi. It wasn't that long ago. Again, my memory is trash. That's why I need to start taking better notes of my thoughts at the time. But I do remember Charbonnet and I remember thinking he's a uh, I don't want to say lesser version because he could end up being a better running back and and using his power a little better. But he just reminded me a lot of AJ Dillon, kind of a big, tall guy that kind of is an upright runner, which I don't care for. But those would be my thoughts, I guess.
4: Topic that keeps coming up is uh, everyone seems upset that Mahomes has surpassed Rodgers as far as Super Bowl trophies. I know, you know, it's not exactly like you know. Jimmy Garoppolo almost had a Super Bowl trophy. So right. it's just like, okay, I mean, we can't hold it all to the Super Bowl. we got to talk about all the regular season stuff, too. But at the same time, I'm like, is that even, why are we so surprised? I mean, Mahomes is like, a from what I can see, a real leader. Uh, we, You yourself have discussed, we kind of know Rodgers isn't. Um, right. I mean, Mahomes is already saying he's going to be ready for OTAs. Yeah. You know, Rodgers loses Devontae and doesn't think he needs OTAs, doesn't need to go work with... Uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and try to, like, develop these young receivers. Uh, that's that's too below Rodgers is kind of the way he makes it seems. And, um, you know, even Tom Brady, when he was not getting divorced, was <laughs> with the team working out a day before OTAs in 2021. Yeah. So it's just like I think, I think real winners, um, you know, it starts with leadership. And uh, I'm hoping Jordan Love can – show that uh he's a he's a leader
2: it's kind of funny because you know one thing packer fans love to remind everybody especially in the tom brady debate is it's a team sport right i don't care about um super bowls because it's a team sport it's a team sport we say it a thousand times an hour defending aaron Rodgers, but at the same time if it's a team sport then it's not just about you being awesome right suddenly we're talking about this being a team thing which means you need to participate with your team. You need to be there for your team and your camaraderie and your relationship with the other players does actually matter. And pretending it doesn't is not a good thing. You know, it's just not.
4: Lock and, you know, hopefully we get to... That's
2: why I hated that whole, well, I didn't, when I was 35, I didn't hang out with 22 year olds. Well, that's not a good thing. And I'm not talking about going out and like having dinner or you don't have to do anything. I'm just talking about how about you guys work together as two people with a common goal of being the best in the world at something, maybe actually put in a little freaking effort instead of making stupid jokes on Twitter. Maybe that's why, you know, especially coming from Rogers with this little, <laughs> like you ignorant idiots, bro, you don't know what it takes, Mr. I only got one Super Bowl. So don't sit here and try to lecture me about what it takes. Apparently you have no idea.
4: He can become, but... I also think that uh, Pat McAfee is probably the worst thing that happened to Rodgers because <laughs> it just kind of gives him this platform to be polarizing and have his little entourage crony buddies slap him on the back and tell him how awesome he is. And instead of being objective and asking him the hard questions, and uh, Rodgers always acts like Yeah, I, I'll,
2: I'll let you continue. But that is uh, – I've, and I've talked about that too. That does annoy me. And um, it does seem like they get him revved up. And it is so – I mean, everybody does like softballs because you, you got this big – name person and you want it to be cool but it gets to be kind of ridiculous and and this is where it really starts to annoy me a little bit where I think Rogers is right and again he can present whatever side of the argument he wants that's fine that's his perspective that he doesn't need to be a team player and you know again we're going to Pat McAfee and Rogers are going to sit around and little they're have a little chuckle session about <laughs> imagine what are you going to do? You guys going to put on makeup and dresses and stuff, have a little tea party with uh, the rookies? <laughs> like, that's what you want to do. That's fine. That's why I'm ready to move on to Jordan Love. That's cool. I mean, if you want to just make jokes about why we should actually put effort into work with guys and try to become better at one of the most difficult things that you can do, um, which is to put a team together and win a Super Bowl in this team sport that isn't about you just being your own person and then showing up and being excellent and just expecting everyone else around you to be on the same page and be awesome because that's not freaking how that works. And yeah, it is it's it's it is absolutely obnoxious the level of sucking up that they do. I mean, it's it it borderline makes me uncomfortable, but it's also just I mean, it's just it's so weird. You know, like occasionally a, a video will come out of like people that are following Elon Musk around and they're they're just yes men. You know, and it just kind of makes you uncomfortable. Like, dude, I get that you care about your job, but how do you as a human being drop your dignity to that level? That's embarrassing, you know? You, do you have any pride in yourself and what you're doing here? This is, you well, know, whatever. So, yeah, that, that that part of it is does make it hard to watch. And then, you know, and, and again, I think that they do get him revved up and they egg him on, be like, yeah, tell everybody you're the greatest and everyone can stick it. <laughs> that is really stupid.
4: Hey, Ryan got cut off there. Sorry. But i um, pat next few show is the same, you know, Rogers is just getting all this praise and support from all his buddies, but no one wants to be objective with them and ask them the hard questions about just like, you know, why aren't you, why do you think you don't need OTAs? Why, why are you, uh, you know, just not being as, uh, much of a team leader as, as some of these other guys you see around the league. And, uh, You know, I I just don't think we'll ever get definitive answers. I think they're just there to praise them and and make everybody else.
2: Not from the Pat McAfee show. That's, that's, that's not what they're going to do. I mean, and again, they, they see it as this is a a gold mine and I'm not going to mess this up. I don't really, I don't really care about the content. All I know is as long as Roger shows up, my numbers go through the roof. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm just going to suck up as hard as I possibly can. And, uh, Rodgers will keep coming back, and then the numbers keep going up. But and I don't know that we ever get the answer that we want on that. What, what answer are we going to get from Rodgers? You know, if if because I'm sure he's been asked that at the podium at some point. Uh, why don't you need to go to OTAs or whatever? And he just say it's not. You know, I don't need that or whatever. We're not going to get the answer we want, regardless. You ask. I mean, I'll put it this way: If you were to ask Matt Lafleur, what answer do you think you're going to get? He's going to defend Rodgers. He's going to say, you know, he's he's a veteran. Uh, this is more for the younger guys and all that kind of stuff. And um, starting to sound like Travis Bajan. And, um, you know, it's just, it's not important. So not a big deal. We're never going to get a satisfactory answer on that. And, and all the players will defend it and everything. Oh, it's not a big deal. It doesn't really matter. Because nobody's going to be on. Nobody's going to throw the Hall of Fame quarterback under the bus and be like, yeah, that guy's a douchebag. We're over here working. He just doesn't feel like he needs to show up, and he strolls up whenever he feels like. Nobody's going to say that. So, yeah, I, the, the show's annoying, but also I don't expect Pat McAfee to— and I'm not going to tell him how to run his show either. Be like, well, your show's stupid, and You, you're required to ask him. These, do whatever you want. It's a big part of the reason I don't really watch. You know, again, I like— I watch because I have to on Tuesdays. I don't watch the show in general. I don't find it all that entertaining. And I'm, I'm very much into, like, I need bullet points. Like, I need a lot of information as quick as I can. And just, like, guys just rambling about stuff for a really long time, talking about nothing is just not appealing to me. Um, you know, if I want, like, hanging out with my buddies time, I'll hang out with my buddies, but I don't generally want that, so I'm good anyways. Um, but, I mean, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't find it super appealing, and I don't really expect to get much out of that show in terms of actual honest things from Rogers. But I'm there just in case there's like some kind of breaking news. That's basically the only reason. That's that's the reason ninety five percent of people are being there. But yeah, I think if your expectation is hard hitting questions, getting down to the the meat of of why Rogers, especially if the question essentially is Rodgers, why are you a douchebag? Um, don't expect that question to be asked or answered.
4: You seem like idiocy doubting anything about Rogers. Right. That's yeah, um, obnoxious. And he acts like he wants to be left alone, but he just keeps reaching for the microphone to speak his mind. So, so I think everybody's just exhausted. Even Canabomb on ESPN uh, was talking about just, like, how strategic it is for Rodgers to be doing this to the Packers once again. And uh, that's another thing that's exhausting, this is how this whole media completely put the narrative on Rodgers in love. Like, last season it was, how can you even think about trading the backup, and back-to-back MVP. He deserves respect. He's a bad man. He's there and freaking right. Rodgers. You need to get this guy a contract. Love is the worst pick in the NFL draft history, and dude's an idiot. Now they're all saying, like, man, how can you keep dealing with Rodgers? It's so confusing. Right. And having a dance around this guy, you need to him because you have a bright future in love. Amazing. You know, it's, it's just amazing how much of your change of the narrative, but anyway, at least we're not the Bears. Go back <laughs> up. You
2: can always just end with that.
4: Yeah, and, and again, I... I And maybe
2: I'm wrong. Like I said, I don't really watch it. I don't pay close attention um, to the show or anything. So maybe there's a lot of stuff that's been said that I haven't seen. But I don't get the impression that what Rogers is saying is, I want to be left alone. I don't want attention. I mean, I I, I think that that's generally kind of true. But look, I mean, if he flat out said, people shouldn't be talking about me, then, yeah, that would be a stupid comment because people are going to talk about you because you're making public comments and you're Aaron Rodgers, right? That's that's a thing. But I haven't seen him say that. Um, now, yeah, he, he, he is going to give his perspective on stuff, and I think he's allowed to do that. When I think his, perpe- his perspective is BS, which is predicated on him being obviously biased and being goaded by complete sycophants on Pat McAfee. I'm going to say it on my show because that's what I do. That's your perspective. Here's mine. And such is, such is life. Um, and we're not going to get any real closure on that other than, again, I, I think I'm right based on what I would call common sense leading by example, I think is BS. It's not a real thing. And there's not a single person in the realm of leadership that would write a, I mean, g- you know, imagine writing a book on leadership that's centered on um lead by example, It'd be one page long. <laughs> I don't know if you need a full page. How do you how to lead a team? Just be awesome. What if I want to lead a, a group of Marines into battle? Well then you just you just be awesome yourself. That's all you gotta do. Don't need to tell them anything, don't need to talk to them, don't even need, need to make freaking eye contact to them, you know? It's like <laughs> You know, that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. It's like, oh, water, the horse didn't drink again, huh? Yeah, you know those horses. Yeah. You let him out there, though, right? Like, oh, I definitely let him. Where is he? I don't freaking know. Is that the horse all the way back there? I guess so. I thought you said you let him out here. Well, I, I walked out here. Yeah, but you didn't lead him out here. Look, that's not my responsibility. Leadership just means I walk out here. If the horse chooses not to follow me, that's his problem. I did my job. I led the horse out here. No, no, you... You literally did not lead him out here. Like, factually speaking, there was no leading going on. He just walked out here. Yeah, I walked out here and I drank out of the, the river. What the hell did you do that for? You don't have to drink out of the river. What, lead by example? I do it and then he's supposed to do it. If he doesn't, he's an idiot. That's his problem. Hope he starves to death and suffocates of of lack of oxygen and water. Well, that doesn't even make sense. It's it's, it's And Again, if he wants to go and chuckle about it and say that that's not true and that's not okay fine it's your perspective against mine i'm right you're wrong that's fine you sit there and chuckle about being an idiot and i'll tell you why you're an idiot and we'll just go on with our lives but if again if people are going to say stuff about him he doesn't like he has the right to give his own perspective and tell people to shove it whether he's right or wrong and you're right he shouldn't say don't talk about me but he has every right to defend himself like everybody else does that's there's a major difference there as is there's a difference Between saying, stop talking about me, and you're free to talk about me, but get your facts straight. You think you know me, but you don't. And so here's an example. Here's you reporting and causing a big stir and causing all these problems for me and for the Jets and for everybody else involved. You caused this problem, and now I have to clean it up, and I'm going to. Not only do I think that that's his right, I think it's his obligation. Again, I don't want them just like pretending and going along with it and letting me believe things that aren't true. Because my only mission in this is to figure out what is true. So, again, I'm 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 there with you in terms of I don't like the structure um, of the Pat McAfee show. With I mean, I, I like Pat and I like that he's doing it, and I like a lot of the ways. I I don't find it entertaining, but I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm glad that it's a platform. I'm very glad that Rogers has a platform. I want to hear what he has to say. I want—I mean, again, I don't understand how we could be so obsessed with what's going on, and then when the actual source tells us stuff, we're like, oh, shut up. Will you just go away? It's like, no, please don't go away. I want you to talk, and then I want the entire Packers roster to go on Batman. Like, if I could just have everybody I care about going on that show and just talking about everything that I could ever imagine and just asking all these different questions like have Christian on there have everybody on there and just go right through them all and get our perspectives going and everything like I, that would be the greatest thing ever because all I want is all the information why would we want that to stop other than we don't actually want the information i just want to believe whatever it is i want to believe and i don't i don't i don't get that so i feel like that's somewhat of a confusing perspective but it it does make sense He has every right to do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants, whether or not my perspective and his perspective align. I don't believe that because I disagree with you, you are required to shut up, right? Say whatever you want. Please say as much as you possibly can and let me decipher what I agree with or don't agree with and also give me as much information as you possibly can. And If anybody's reporting information that is not true, I want to know that immediately. Thank you so much. So, that's where I stand on it. Again, I know people are exhausted with it. I just don't understand the perspective that the exhaustion is coming from Rogers, necessarily. I mean, I understand that if we unplug Rogers, then the craziness stops. That is true. But it's not his fault for talking. It's the media's fault for causing it. It's social media's fault for spinning it up into things and making things up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I've covered this. All right, I'm going to get going. I got cheeseburgers to make. I have promised my children... They are starving and begging, and I am getting hungry. So you guys have a great night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.